I am thrilled to be here with Sherry Jacobs today, who has written a fabulous book called The Friendship Diet. Check it out. It's so exciting. And so we're going to sort of dive into the metaphor of how we look at food and diet and compare it to friendships. If you break down the word relationships, re means back or again. Re means back or again. And so when you have a relationship with someone, whether that's platonic or romantic or familial, we talk about the, the saying, you grow in your relationships, right? And you literally are because your relationships are reflecting back to you more about yourself. So with friendships, whether they're based in romance or they're based in um familial love or even your colleague, although there's different boundaries in there, you're you're working on that journey of self. That's at the foundation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who am I to the rest of the world? How do I interact? What what is the synergy of my internal and external uh, perceptions? Mm. So in this book, the focus was more on the um, romantic relationships, but getting real with yourself, but it can be applied to any relationship that you have with someone on a regular basis. The chapter, a well-stocked bridge will help keep your knickers on. That chapter focuses on when we go food shopping on an empty stomach. We pick, you know, the high fructose corn syrup. We pick the fried foods. We pick, we stay away from the outer edge of the the perimeter of the store where it's all fresh greens and eggplants and carrots and Brussels sprouts. We go right for the Doritos. We go for the Frito-Lay, you know, uh, because we're starving. Mm. So Mm. we want salty. We want sweet. We want that high. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for our relationships with people. If we are lonely and we don't feel good about ourselves, we're emotionally malnourished. Mm-hmm. We'll just take anyone. Yeah. We almost have beer goggles with our friends. Yeah. Right. Well, you yes. look good. I'll take yes. you because I'm really in pain. I'm vulnerable right now. Yes. And I need a hit yes. of connection. Yes. But the problem is if the person isn't healthy for you, then you'll have the quick high and then it's actually going to bring you down even deeper. Why did I do that? I shouldn't have spoken to her. I shouldn't have told her that. I thought I could, I knew I couldn't trust her. I knew it. I just, mm. but if we're nourished and in a good place, we're going to be more selective about the the relationships we ingest. Yeah. So then how do we nourish ourselves? Like, how do we, and okay. Okay. So I have been Mm. gluten-free and dairy-free, but how do we, I mean, you know, so many people don't know how do you how do you allow yourself to get nourished as a as with food and then with a friendship as well. But no, no, so that's think? an excellent question. I think it starts with self awareness. I really do believe that it's we tend to in our culture look externally mm. for validation. Mm. We tend to in our culture fall in love with busyness. Oh, busyness! Bu- oh no, I can't. I have this. I have that. I have that. We are on our phones until we are just like on the tip of unconsciousness. And when we're doing that, we're no different than a duck that's on the water. Like we might look smooth to our friends, but inside you're like, I am falling apart. But we don't want to look 
under the hood. Yeah. And, and so in the book, I talk about looking inside your fridge, mm. you know, clean out that fridge, get real with yourself yeah. and fill your life with meaningful relationships that yeah. last. Yeah. But what do we do? Right. We just, we yeah. go past that fridge and we're like, yeah, I think I saw some mold yeah. and it's the same with our friendships. <laughs> yes. 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 In the with back our of friendships, the fridge. We'll, we'll say, you know, uh, whatever your relationships are with with the world is really a reflection of yourself. Yeah, it's back to that again. I we attract that. what we are. Yeah. Um. And if we're not in a good place, we're just gonna, going to keep repeating it. it you know, mm -hmm. they've done studies that when someone is an alcoholic, mm -hmm. um, and they give up the drink, one of the hardest parts is also giving up the friendships. Oh that they God. Make. Yes. That is so interesting that, that, I mean, that, that, that God, that's, that's truth because, because mm -hmm. old ways of eating. Okay. So, okay. So we're, we're both, we're both actors. And I, when I did regional theater once, um, I, someone made for tech, you know, how, when you have tech rehearsal, which is when the lights and every sound and oh, everything's yeah. coming together, you're living there, you're yes. living there. Oh, you're doing like a, a 10 hour day. And, yes. and, um, and someone said, oh, we made brownies and they're out in the house. And they went and they're gluten free. And I went, great. So I went out and then there was another actor who I, who I really liked, but we hadn't really connected. And she and I ate the entire brownie <laughs> stuff together. And, and we became fast friends, but we, we would eat McDonald's at night. I mean, it was about we were, our friendship was really about let's eat bad food and not make the other feel bad. Mm -hmm. There's a psychology behind what we're eating and how we affect each other. Yeah. There, There is food is love. Food is connection. Food is comfort. Mm. But sometimes, and there's nothing wrong with eating brownies. Like it's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having McDonald's, everything in moderation. I talk in the book about Morgan Spurlock, who did the documentary series, um, what was it oversized or big yeah yes yes i it's so <laughs> sad it's like i wrote the book and i'm like i don't know you'll have to look i don't know but it was super size me super, super size, size me. me that's right and um it was just a lesson in moderation mm. you know he got sick he he um his heart rate it affected him and our relationships if they're toxic yeah. they are going to affect us it's so true so moderation how do you see moderation in friendships that's a great question i feel like people are diamonds mm. there's many facets to them mm. um and that includes us so if you know who someone is and that you can go to that part like oh my god she is she is a fashionista and i love that about her but i also know not to go near her for intimate advice because she has made some bad decisions <laughs> you know yeah. that's just an example yeah so that's moderation yeah, yeah. right you wouldn't yeah um you someone who's fiscally irresponsible you wouldn't say oh my god we should totally start a business together mm -hmm. no mm -hmm. but if you if you know she's loyal and has a beautiful heart and is always there for you yeah 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 because we're diamonds. Yeah. We, we have different facets and so are foods like yeah. that. I mean, so, and you know, I think you had mentioned, I don't know if we were taping at the time mm -hmm. you had mentioned, you know, oh, gluten-free and 
things like that. So it's also about going back to that self-awareness component being at the core Mm -hmm. because I can tell you till I'm blue in the face. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, Cheryl, you have to try this milkshake. It is phenomenal. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And your stomach is going to have other plans. (laughs) Yes. So it's the same with friendships. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I look at who my sisters have as friends and some of them are great. And some of them, I think, "Mm." and I'm sure they do the same with me because if someone's diabetic, I don't care how great the Twizzlers are. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. an athlete needs different food than someone who's more sedentary. Yeah, This is something I was thinking about before our conversation, which is so great. It's just how do we get that honest? Like how, because some people, you know, in my 20s and 30s, I was just like, I'm oh. honest. I'm honest. You know, you don't have to fucking tell me. And, I, <laughs> and actually, you did have to fucking tell me because I couldn't see things. No. How? how how have, how, how have you, or how have friends that you've seen get honest? How do you think people get honest? I think it's different for everyone, but, um, you know, Oprah talked about like life gives you a whisper, then life gives you a nudge, then life like knocks you over. Uh, I think so there, the, we all have that built in antenna Mm -hmm. and whether that's meditation or writing, Cheryl, you know, you know, like deep, deep, we're talking deep down. Like when you get still with yourself, um, I'll give an example. Still, still, let me highlight stillness, 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 stillness. stillness. It's back to that taking a break and not the life of busyness that we've all subscribed to, including me. Uh, I can give advice. I can't take it my own. Um, But um, in the friendship diet, I think it's also because I'm a writer and um, I, I am an educator a teacher. Um, I'm big on writing and and working with people to get their thoughts out. So every chapter has um, a reflection at the end that, that I did myself to make sure, you know, like, yeah, this does work. And it's that, it's that looking under the hood. It's that cleaning out of the fridge. What happened in your childhood that you haven't wanted to deal with? Mm-hmm. What, what did you see growing up with your parents that you both hate, mm-hmm. but that you do yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's those kinds of, um, you know, the, what is it? The CEO or the former CEO of Facebook. She talked about lean in, lean into the hard work. Yes, 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 I yes, say yes. lean into your discomfort. Yeah. That's, that's how it. you get to it. And um, it and ain't fun. One, <laughs> yeah, I know fun. it's horrible, but here's the thing. It's, it's hard in the moment, but then the payoff is so much bigger. Yeah. If you can yeah. get real with yourself. I know. Yeah. Can, I know it's it's yeah. easier said than done. I know. Uh, but I, yeah. To tag team with you on that, I feel like for me, I needed a therapist. Mm-hmm. I needed someone who was not to sort of call me on my lies. I had a lot of self lies. Same. And same. That's a great and, point. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I think, well, I think still in therapy. <laughs> yeah. So am I. And I, and I, I may always be, or I, and I, I feel like hopefully I'm, I'm coming to a place where I'm with friends who will tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know the truth. I want to know th- and then I'll tell you when I don't want to know the truth. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes right. I don't. I, sometimes I don't want to know the truth, depending on what what same the tr- what the truth is on the table. Same. Um, it's messy and it's complicated. Yeah, yeah. And I think 
And the, the, and the thing that was sort of a, a mind fuck for me was as an actor, we train all the time, like playing roles and playing with psychology. So I was, I was like, I know how I feel and I know what's going on, but I didn't know how I felt. And I wasn't in my body. And mm. I know that there's a great, a great book, like the body keeps the score by, yes, by Vander Kolk. I'm forgetting his first name, but yeah. he, it's, it's just, I mean, it's basically your body knows. And if you get like, I had a friend who I still love, but I don't hang out with because I want to take a nap <laughs> every time I'm with this person. I, I do. And I, yeah. and, and I don't know why. And other people love this person, but for me, it's an allergy. He's an allergy. For He's me. an allergy. There you go. It's He's not a- personal. No. And, and really the relationships are never personal. It's like the four mm. agreements, you know, if you, I don't know if you've Ooh, ever read it. I have, but please, um, yeah, please so share. Nothing is personal. He says, even if someone, mm. and I might be paraphrasing, even if someone has a gun to your head, it's not personal because what are relationships? They are reflecting back at the source. Wow. So if someone, yeah. you know, and like I'll have, I have a family member that I'm just like, oh my God, like you're really like annoying me so much. But then I see my own kids with this family member and they're like, no, not a problem. Because I growing up had a very negative experience with that person. Mm -hmm. And so I, my body reacts, like you said, with your friend, like an allergy, Mm -hmm. different Mm -hmm. reason for the allergy, but it's the body keeps score. That, yep. that um, psychological memory is still there. Yeah. And then it changes. Like my, my need for friends, I think I had definitely dessert friends when I was younger. Like they were- Oh, la- I you, love that. You yes. felt like I laughed with them and they were fun. And I mean, no one was more fun, in my opinion. They were fun and they were deep, but- this is my perspective on them. They lacked kindness and interest in when my feelings got hurt. Do you know? Um, yeah. But, but yeah. I also had a lack of empathy. Which, as is, well. which goes which, back to we're reflections. Yeah, I looked at, I've looked at old journals mm. from when I was in high school and college. And I'm like, you all just, Augustine. <laughs> and not because of what I did so much yeah. as the thought process. I'm like, well, that bitch and that she mm. could go fuck herself. Uh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm part of me was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why are you so angry at everyone? Right. Why don't you take responsibility for what you're feeling? Mm. But then the other part of me was, I love you unconditionally, this younger form of myself. And it's okay. You did the best knowing what you thought you knew, but you didn't, you were growing. And I think that's common in your, your teens and your twenties and even thirties and forties and fifties and sixties. I mean, I'm sure like you and I will be old ladies in our nineties and we'll be like, Oh my God, Cheryl, remember when we did that (laughs) podcast and we were talking about how we were so ignorant, but my God, it wasn't until 85 that we really got it. Right. Or, or that it changes because allergies can happen yes. all of a sudden at a certain age. So it's like, what was okay before is, is just, you need to move on. Right. Um, so 
interesting and painful. I do not like letting go. And I, I don't like diets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like change. That's uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. Change is uncomfortable. I know. It is. It yeah. Is. Whether it's edible or emotional. And, and, um, and I talk about that in the book. Um, we are starving for connection, but we haven't dealt. It's not until you really embrace, like you said, through therapy, writing, that that you can you become this like light onto the world. We're all lights onto the world. We light each other up, mm-hmm. but we're keeping it tamped down that light. Mm-hmm. If we're mm-hmm. going around without empathy, if we're going around with anger that hasn't right. been addressed, everybody has right. anger. I'm talking about right. unaddressed anger. I also feel like the culture is part of this. The culture does not like, they t- they teach us that you, you, you don't want to be uncomfortable. You want to eat the sugar. I mean, look at, yeah. I mean, look at what they feed school kids. It's Yeah, it's scary. And yeah. they, our culture is very bifurcated. Our life is very bifurcated. There's good, there's bad. We really haven't left the psychology of a five-year-old. We haven't articulated that, but we haven't left it. No, we certainly have not. Like, what do we say? I'm starving. I'm so full. Everything is, oh, she's a bitch. Oh my God, she's a sweetheart. There's Mm. no, everything is huge. In one Mm. one direction, you know, Mm. Republican, Democrat. Mm. One says evil, one says good. It's like, Mm. how about you stop blaming Mm -hmm. and start listening? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's because super, we it, supersize. We're supersizing everything. And it's so, yeah. the world is so many shades. Um, yeah. I think we pigeonhole because it's a, a false, a false form of um, security. If I yes. could put you in a bucket and yeah. this in a bucket, well, then I'm, I'm safe, but you were never safe because oh, we're God. all, have, we all have an expiration date, just like the milk in our fridge. I mean, right, right. Like I spent the summer with a good friend of mine. And uh, if you're listening, hi, Steve, he, um, he lives in Massachusetts and he is a strict vegetarian, like vegan, vegan vegetarian. And, um, the first couple of nights I'm like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I can't take this. And then I got used to it and it was, it became very, it was, it was nice to see the world through his eyes. And, um, I'm not saying there's one way to live because I don't think there is one way to live. He showed me such empathy and kindness and compassion for these animals. And I thought there's a place at the table, no pun intended, for this kindness and compassion. I feel held. I know he has my back and I could, so I could mm-hmm. be vulnerable with him. And so mm-hmm. the the metaphor of food for the week that my son and I stayed with him and his girlfriend was was really the food was almost uh, a symbol of what was happening on a spiritual level. That is fabulous. That's really, that is fabulous. This idea of empathy and kindness. And I have your back. We've got you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that because I do see friends on Facebook who who get very upset at vegans and they put vegans down and I'm kind of like, why, why are we, why are we putting vegans down? Like, like what? And so I want to go reflect to you. I wish I, I, no, I don't wish I had the courage because that's not courageous for me to like write them because then I'm getting in a, I, I'm getting in a shit show. Right. And, and I don't want to, I feel you, when we, our job isn't to 
change people in this yeah. world or change their diets or say maybe maybe you maybe you should be vegan maybe that's why you're so mad <laughs> i or, have a theory I'm... cheryl i think when people judge like that so yes. harshly anger yes. underneath that anger i think if you've ever had that who's human and hasn't had strong anger under that anger is pain yeah. uh and Marianne Williamson, she said the opposite of there's, there's, there's fear and love. And so underneath the anger and the pain is the fear. And I think I'm not a psychoanalyst. I don't pretend to be one on TV, but I think under <laughs> that fear is what causes someone to judge because they don't want to yeah. look at their own self. So for something about the other right. people being vegan is upsetting something mm -hmm. about them. That's a great call. Because if you, if I say, oh my God, Cheryl, you have such beautiful green eyes, you know, you'd be like, no, they're not green. They're just, they're not, you wouldn't get upset because you have nothing to prove. I haven't hit a nerve. Right. But when you right. say, well, Democrats, this and Republicans, this, now you've hit a nerve mm. because mm -hmm. there's pain underneath there. And they're mm -hmm. not confident mm -hmm. in what they feel, whatever that is, mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. the issue, vegan, so pro-life. Yeah. I think we're yeah. in this world of not wanting to look within. And so yeah. when you get that harsh uh, vitriol from someone, it's steeped in, in pain. I am over 50 and I have found since getting over, since being over 50, I cannot eat I can't cheat mm. on certain food that I was able to. And I feel that's the same with friendships. Like I know I'm very particular now of who can come. It's sort of the same. Like people, I have a bigger effect, like the effect of hanging out with someone mm. who drains me is worse than it was even five years ago. Do you, do you have yeah. any thoughts on that? Oh my God, or? Cheryl, I'm right with you. I'm about to be 52, uh, not 52, 50 also. 50 as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, I'm not ready for yeah, 52. Yeah. Welcome, <laughs> Thank welcome. You. It's The water I is warm. It. I think I'm it's fabulous. I, I, it's I really, fabulous. It's, it just is more about embracing yourself. Um, look, mm. I'm not going to lie. I like the pretty packaging we had when we were 20, but I didn't have the self-esteem and... Um, Mm. the self-awareness and the self-confidence to say, Hmm, I'm not really sure about this. Let me think about it. I, I gave my power right. away to external, to mm. the shiny, to the, mm -hmm. to the fun friends mm -hmm. who were great. And I was probably right. one of them. Or <laughs> so the, or the, right. Or the food, food exactly. that had better packaging. McDonald's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. You get it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I read, I'm a big reader. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Brene Brown. Okay. Love her. Love her. I know she's in yes. Texas. I don't Never. know if you've met her, I but I would oh. be honored to meet her oh. um, as I am honored to meet May you. Happen. Um, so Brene Brown, she wrote about um, this idea of authenticity and how when we're younger, um, we have this armor, but it's shiny and new because we're young. <laughs> The pores are small. Uh, there's no chin hair growing yet. Hello. So um, mm -hmm. we have this beautiful 
what does she call it? Armor. And she said, then life gets mm. real or something to that effect. And we start to get chips in the armor. And you see adults at this mm. point, you typically have midlife, could happen sooner or later, depending on your personality and life circumstances. But you get to a point, everyone does, she says, where you can go one way or the other. One is, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to dig my heels in even deeper and hold on to this armor. And you know those men and women. Or people, you know, yeah. Um, there's a desperation mm-hmm. to them. And and the denial mm-hmm. gets deeper and deeper. And a lot of times there's more and more anger because there's holes in their armor and it's falling off the armor. And then the other half of mm-hmm. us just go where you and I seem to be, <laughs> which is, mm-hmm. yep, getting older. Mm-hmm. What a gift. And I have shit mm-hmm. to deal with that I've neglected. Mm-hmm. So to coming back to the food, I think it may be going, well, I know what food works for me. But you know, actually, this past summer, I had major digestion problems. I wasn't sleeping well. I was dehydrated. And I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Malia Britt, who's uh, a healer friend and acupuncturist. And I'll put her link in the, in the show oh, notes please. as well. Yeah. She just gave me like three pieces of advice of this is what you might want to do. And it changed. And it was because I was depleted in certain in, with certain things. And I'd rather have a life that feels good than looks good. Yes. And you basically mm-hmm. said that, like you sort of put that out there. And I was like, I'd rather feel good than look good. You put it so succinctly. You put a bow around it. Exactly. So, we we packaged it together. Yeah. So much. We packaged it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right, Cheryl, because that's so true. And you know what? You you become even more beautiful because of how you're feeling internally. You know, the the greatest relationship you will ever have. Um is the relationship you have with yourself. Thank you so much for joining us. Please follow, rate, and review on iTunes and share with a friend who may be going through a heartache over a friendship lost.